0: Come on in, the doors are open. You are welcome here at the Intentional Living Center, where today you and I are going to discover again God's loving intentions for your marriage. He's only got got good in mind for your marriage. If that's the case, I know some of you are thinking, how come it's so crummy? How come we're struggling so much if his intentions for me and for our marriage are so good? Let me start with a little diagnostic set of questions, and then we're going to jump into this and open the phone lines for you as well. I want you to come and join me and share with me a very positive question that will be helpful for you to express it and others to hear it. When do you feel most loved by your spouse? That's really the question. When do you feel most loved by your, What is it? And think about it. Maybe in the last 24 hours, maybe it's been the last 24 years. But you say, hey, I really felt most loved right there. At that moment, in my book Star for Affection, on page nine, I give some diagnostic questions about what I have you think about. Do you feel, do you feel close or distant from your spouse, generally? Do do you feel passionate, or do you feel mechanical? Is your behavior toward your spouse spontaneous, or do you find it to be more just routine? And boy, that particular, that third question is one we hear a lot. Oh, yeah, that's the issue. You're raising kids, going to work, just the routine of life. By the way, routine is not a substitute for, for satisfaction. Are you emotionally full or emotionally empty? Do you feel loved as you were meant to be loved, or is there something missing? Do you feel inspired or expired by your spouse's touch? Do you feel adored or indifferent, or do you feel understood or disregarded when you talk? You know what? My guess is even the best of marriages would say, you know, we've all had moments where we'd say yes on the bad side of those, because we're human beings. Hey, let me give you a scripture, and then we're going to set the tone today. We're going to find out, what is God's intention for marriage? Lots of places we could go in scripture, but I landed in an interesting place, 1 John 4, 7, uh, where John says, Beloved, let us love, underline that, love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Uh, profound thought here, and it's biblical. It is impossible to be a Christian and not love. Ouch. Now, it doesn't mean you always feel loved or loving or kind, but it's impossible. It is impossible, according to Scripture, to be a Christian and not love in a biblical way. And we're going to talk about what that means today. Love is the center theme, centerpiece of our theme today. And there are lots of reasons not to love. Uh, you're, you're, you know, you got a lot of things going on. There's maybe been a lack of honesty or a lack of openness in, in, in the marriage. Communication isn't going well. There's lots of reasons not to feel loving towards your spouse. And by the way, that's not a substitute for, for dealing with issues. Love doesn't mean you don't deal with things, but you do it in a way that honors God. So here's God's intention. Ready? We've got to list these out, then we'll get to your calls. Because I want you to know, I hear from you, when do you feel most loved by your spouse? That's really the question. I mean, that's a profound thought. When, when do you feel most loved? What is it? 888, 888 1717 God's intention is clear. In marriage, love has got to be the centerpiece. In fact, love is a prerequisite to knowing God because God is the essence of love. And for those of us who are followers of Christ, love has to be a centerpiece in our marriage. And, of course, the Bible talks about love as an action. It's something that we do. It's not just a feeling. When I wrote the book Star for Affection... Uh, for focus on the family, as I did my research, I really focused on the fact that affection is the feeling side of love. That's what it is. When you feel, when you affect somebody, when you affect your spouse, you affect them in a way that they feel love. And my friend Gary Chapman wrote The Five Love Languages, knowing that we affect our spouse so in different ways, some by words, some by acts of service. You know, some by gifts and so on, different ways, knowing our spouse well enough to know that affection is the feeling side of love where we're really affecting our spouse. And so today, we want to just release some thoughts. I, I'd love to hear from you, but I want to make this is about you. I want to hear your story, just very quickly. When do you feel most loved? And it might be something that prompts someone to, to realize there's a different way of making marriage work. Because the reality is, there are benefits whenever you make His intentions for your marriage, your intentions for your marriage, because you are never closer to God than when you love your spouse. I believe that. In fact, it's a validation of God working in your life. You're listening to Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of listeners just like you. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. Here's a question from one of our listeners A man who said, I've said things to my wife that really hurt her. What can I do? I'm Dr. Randy Carlson with an Intentional Living Minute. You know, the scripture says in Ecclesiastes 5, don't be rash with your mouth, especially before God. But it's also true before your spouse and before those that you care about. You've heard me say many times that we judge ourselves by our good intentions, but you know what? In marriage, your spouse is going to judge you by their expectations. So can I encourage you today, if you've said things to your spouse that really have hurt, to take ownership for your mouth, ownership for your words, and go to them and just simply and humbly say, I am sorry for saying that. I was having a bad day too. Will you forgive me? Consider your words in the future. When you do that, that's intentional living. For more information and inspiration, go to theintentionallife.com.
1: Hi, Dr. Randy, this is Karen and I am just calling from uh, Peoria and I wanted to call and just express that my husband and I are doing So much better at doing intentional things for each other that make each other feel special. And one of the things that my husband has been doing for me that I just really appreciate is every morning, he gets up, he turns the coffee pot on, and he brings me a cup of coffee. And he'll even open the shower door and let me take a sip of coffee first thing in the morning. And it's just a special thing that he does for me.
0: We posted the question online, um, when do you feel most loved? And, boy, we got a lot of comments. Melinda, or Melody here says, uh, he, consist- he consistently thinks about and acts on how he can make my life easier. That's an act of love, isn't it? When you see something and you just act on it, you do something that your spouse, you know it's important to him or her, maybe not to you, but you do it anyway. Melody goes on to say, and uh, when I feel respected and protected, Which causes me, she says, to do the same for him. It's reciprocal, isn't it? (laughs) Claudine says, I feel most loved because he gives me the curly tip from his ice cream cone. You know, a little curly tip on the end, so she gets the first bite, I guess. Uh, John says, uh, rubs my back, my neck, my shoulders, listens to me, brings me chocolate. That must be love language, right? Chocolate. Chocolate. This is really about your story. We want to hear your story. What is it when you feel most loved in your marriage and what your spouse does intentionally make that happen? You know, we, as human beings, we recognize that the basic needs that we have, we have a need for meaning, we have a need for freedom, for love, for hope. And I believe that those things begin to flow in our life, including love, when his intentions for your marriage his, his, meaning God's, God's intention for your marriage becomes your intention for your marriage. Nothing more powerful than at that moment. And then as you act on that, I find that there's a, it begins to flow. Love begins to flow, hope. There's a change in the tone of marriage. And it's as simple as saying, as a follower of Christ, to know what his intention is and then act on it. That's intentional living. We believe around here in the power, we call the power of one thing. Doing one thing intentionally until it becomes a transformational habit. So I would ask you, I challenge you, what is one thing that you could do in your marriage over the next 30 days that would help your spouse feel most loved? Okay? We'll come back to that in a moment. All right, Christina, you're going to be first up today from Michigan, welcome to uh, Intentional Living Center. How are you today?
1: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: Good, good. How long have you been married?
1: Um, only a year and a half.
0: Well, all right, eighteen months. You're you're just getting started. Good, yeah. good time to be thinking about this stuff. Mhm. Yeah. All right. When do you feel most loved?
1: I feel left most loved by my husband when I'm laying in bed and I cannot sleep, which is a real problem for me. And I ask him to tell me stories, and sometimes he like shuts me down and says no because really hard for him to come up with something creative because I'm the creative person in our relationship I would say so he just tells me this long elaborate story filled with like ums and likes and you know but it's still really sweet to me because he's taking the time to like think really things that would make me smile when I can't sleep and it works every single time and I love it every single time and it always makes me sleep with a smile on my face
0: fantastic what attracted you to him when you first um, met him?
1: I don't know. I I want to say that I went to a Christian college and <laughs> I was looking for someone that was as solid as me. But then what ended up happening is that I needed someone to grow with me. So um, he wasn't as solid as I was and I wasn't as solid as he was and I thought he loved God more than I did. But it was this moment where I was talking to my friend and I said, I think... God is showing me how much he loves me through Rusty because I don't think I'm capable of loving as much as he is. Mm-hmm. So it was just this amazing feeling when it just opened my eyes to like, this is how much love is. Like, someone can love you as much as, or as more than you mm-hmm. love them. So,
0: well, listen, I hope you're 18 months into your marriage. I hope 18 years, 28 years, 58 years, he's still telling those stories, okay?
1: <laughs> okay, thank All you. All
0: right, God bless you. Listen, it's a simple thing. You're going to find, I think you're going to find it's the little things. Not the new Mercedes he just bought you. That'd be nice, right? <laughs> but uh, in the long run, you that's going to go away. But it'll be those other things, the little things that make a difference. Okay, Gilbert's on the line in, uh, in Arizona. Hi there. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. When do you feel most loved?
1: When I get home from work.
0: How's that happen? Well, my wife comes out because we only have one remote control for our... Um, garage. So I, I text her and ask her to open the garage for me. And
1: then she comes out in the garage and she meets me there
0: with a big hug
1: and a kiss. And in the summertime, usually a glass of iced tea.
0: Huh. All right. Hey, this is what we're talking about, Gilbert. Yes. Uh, by the way, don't ever buy another remote because that'll stop. See, this way you got one remote, you call, she comes out, <laughs> you, you get this, right? Amen. Yeah, okay. But it's the simple things, iced tea, a kiss, attention. Yep. Uh, the back yeah. rubs, the the time, that's what we. That's what really makes a difference. Okay, Gilbert, thanks for your call. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. God bless you. All right. Hey, so let me challenge you, and then then I want to come back and ask you to come and tell me what it is. I want to challenge you because we believe in the power of one thing, doing one thing intentionally, until it becomes a transformational habit, is what can change your life. And so. Pick one thing to focus on for the next 30 days that will let your spouse know that you love them, maybe their little star for affection, you don't want them to get there, and then tell us how we can support you in prayer for in in that. I'll tell you how to do that in a moment. Here's, here's a couple ideas. How about speaking in their life each day? Be intentional for the next 30 days to speak into their life one thing every day. A word of encouragement, Tell them you love them, asking their opinion, something that you know is important to them. How about this? How about helping out without being asked? Taking dishes, taking care of them, or making the bed, or helping with the kids. And don't be asked. Just do it because you know it's needed. Boy, here's a big one. We get this one a lot at our conferences. For the next 30 days, I will not criticize or correct my spouse. And there's going to be some uh, lip biting with that because it's easy. It comes easily to think, well, I'm only trying to help. But uh, it's painful for people. It makes people in relationship feel distance, not closeness. Don't criticize. How about listen without interruption for the next 30 days? What's your one thing? Tell us what it is. Uh, We'd love to hear it. Uh, You can go to our website and then go to today's program when you get there. Go to theintentionallife.com. Click on today's program and there's opportunity for you there to... uh, get information about this topic, and then share with us your one thing so we can pray with you about what that one thing is for the next 30 days. Right now, the question at hand is, when do you feel most loved in your marriage?
2: Join Dr. Randy Carlson at the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night.
0: On our first date, I took Donna to the football game. and She leans over to me and says, Randy, my hands are cold. I say, why don't you sit on them." My goal is to help you see today that you can go from where you are today to love and respect.
1: Join Dr.
2: Randy Friday, March 1st at New Hope Church in East Lansing and Saturday, March 2nd at the Auburn Hills Christian Center in Metro Detroit at 7 p.m. Register at theintentionallife.com. You
0: know, I'm really excited about the opportunity to to be with you all in person. We get to talk here in our radio studio, our intentional living center from Tucson um, every day. But to be able to get on the road, take it on, uh, on our tour, coming uh, to you in Michigan on March the 1st, as you heard there in East Lansing, and then March 2nd, Saturday night in Auburn Hills in uh, the metro Detroit area, excited about it. And uh, my commitment to you is we're going to spend a couple of hours, two, two and a half hours together, Could tell you some stories and share some things, but I'm all about the power of one thing for your marriage, the power of uh, one thing that can make a difference, Everybody coming to a conference is at a different place. Some of you have a great marriage. It's going really well. Some of you are on the brink. Some of you are struggling. Some of you have about ready to cash it in and uh, walk away. I know that. And we get a chance to, to meet with you there at various levels, but challenge you with this. Here's the question. Is your marriage right now the way you think God intends for it to be? Think about that. Is your marriage about what you think God intends for it to be? And I would say many of you would say, no, not quite. Some area of your marriage that you need and want to work on. When you come, we're going to show you how you can take one thing and start for 30 days and the difference it can make. Get those tickets and come and join us. Go to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com, or call um, 888 888 1717 during West Coast Business Hours. And while a staff can't issue the tickets, if you have questions, I'm I'm sure they'd be happy to answer them. But the quickest way is just go to the website at theintentionallife.com.
2: I was the one that was saying, you know, God, please change my husband. Please help my husband do this. And it wasn't happening.
0: Deborah's Intentional One Thing. Changing her own behavior, instead of trying to change her husband, is making a positive difference in her marriage. We
2: both came from really bad backgrounds. So, of course, I prayed and came to the conclusion I need to stop bargaining with God and saying, well, if you help my husband do this, then I'll be nicer or more committed or, you know, and then saying, help me be more peaceable and to win him over without a word, like the scripture you're talking about in Corinthians. So it really has made a huge difference. We still have conflicts like over some of the things that I don't necessarily see, but he can see. I was the one that was saying, you know, God, please change my husband. Please help my husband do this. And it wasn't happening.
0: One thing you can do to help your marriage improve is to stop trying to change your spouse and to become the change that you want to see. Take the Intentional One Thing Challenge and discover the one thing you can do to begin living intentionally. Visit theintentionallife.com slash one thing. Hey, listen, uh, I hope you'll do that. And I just want to say thanks to those of you who have been praying for us and and supporting the ministry, allowing us to get this message out. Just a quick thought on what you heard. I've been around a long time, and uh, I've been to a lot of conferences and taught a lot of people and counseled with people. And what I've learned is that there's a lot of people who are going to give you a lot of things you can do or should do, and, uh, and when you walk away, you're kind of overwhelmed. I can't do all those things. And that's why we say, you know, we believe— with just a little encouragement, God's going to reveal to you what one thing you could do in your marriage or in your life, your finances, your your relationship that would make the biggest difference. And we're going to walk with you and encourage you in that process. We do it at our conferences and we do it on the air every day. And that's why we're here. And I want to say thanks to those of you who are praying for us, standing with us and allowing us to do this. And we've got a special prayer journal just for you today. Just for those of you with an additional special love gift here in January, do it quickly. Just go to theintentionallife.com. Your most generous gift is appreciated. Theintentionallife.com or call during West Coast Business Hours, 888 1717 and press number two, talk to our staff. As I just say in advance, thank you. We need your help. We're here trying to make a difference and we're doing it together because of your support. So God bless you. Again, theintentionallife.com
1: it's time to take charge no more surprises no more confusion no more negativity or isolation it's time to take charge of your Facebook experience
0: with intentional living And intentional is the key word here. On Intentional Living's Facebook page, you can connect with Dr. Randy and other listeners. Post your stories, comments, and questions. Keep up with the daily shows, topics, and guests. You know, stuff you can do intentionally so you can grow and know you're not alone. Click like at Facebook.com slash Intentional Living. Welcome back to the Intentional Living Center. I'm Dr. Randy Carlson. Glad to be with you today. Uh, And you know, this topic, when do you feel most loved, is a really powerful question. Can I challenge you to take your your good intentions in your marriage and set them aside for a moment and go to the expectation side of the equation and ask your spouse that question? When do you feel most loved by me? Because that's their expectation. You meet their expectation and your intentions will take care of themselves. If your intention is good, and then go to the expectation. Ask them uh, when do you feel most loved and make sure that's what you do because that's a powerful thing in their marriage. This gets back to kind of what my friend Gary Chapman writes about the love languages. You know, some is touch, some is gifts, sometimes it's words of affirmation, whatever it is to know your spouse well enough. Powerful thing today. All right, back to the calls. Sherry is on the line from Michigan. Thank you for waiting, Sherry. How are you today?
2: I'm good, thanks.
0: Good, appreciate your call. We've been asking the question, when do you feel most loved?
2: Well... I feel very, very much loved when my husband, who is fighting cancer, comes home from a long day at work, he's not feeling the best or whatever, and might see me either struggling with something or out in the garden, and he will come out and he will help me through things, he will, you know... Help me get whatever I'm doing accomplished Before he even sits down to relax And I, kn- I know that there are times when he's in a lot of pain But he's still putting me first And that's when I feel that immense hmm. love
0: Well, God God, love him for that And, and again, you know, yeah. I, we, we started this trail This discussion down this path uh, Because we, we know it's the simple things uh, yeah, the message that you get from your husband is you're you're more important to me than my own comfort right now mm-hmm. in this pain I'm going through. Yeah, how are you dealing with how are you dealing with your husband having cancer?
2: Um, it's funny you should ask that because I went and for the very first time spoke with a counselor today because I lost my dad August fifteenth, cancer, mm-hmm. and and now my husband is in his fourth battle of this. And I just keep saying that, you know, God's gonna take this test and somehow turn it into a testimony. I don't know how, I don't know when, but that's what I'm leaning on. Yeah.
0: So what is it you wrestle with most? Is it worry or anxiety? What is
2: the... the, fear, the fear. The fear. Yeah. The fear of this, you know this would be the last time maybe like when we go fishing and i look at him and i watch him and you know is this going to be the last time or am i going to have another year or you know when i watch him with the grandkids that breaks my heart mm-hmm. you know because right today he's feeling good but then there's days where when he comes home i see it mm-hmm. all over his face and the blue eyes that I fell in love with are just wrecked, and he in agony. And mm-hmm. I, and all I can do is just help him, and um, you know, kind of pray him through it while I'm praying myself through it.
0: Yeah. Have you been able to talk to him about how you're feeling? And uh, the, yeah, you guys been able to yeah. share? That's good.
2: Yeah. yeah, we have really good communications, and and you know, we've talked about the fear, and you know, I mean, our doctors are saying that. You know, he is could be here, you know, for many years, and it could be next year. So, I mean, cancer is a very uncertain thing, as we know. But, you know, after losing my dad and and now, you know, my husband's still fighting, I'm just thinking, man, you know, Mm. I need a break, (laughs) and he needs a break.
0: (laughs) Can I pray with you?
2: Absolutely. I would appreciate it very much.
0: You know, we we, we started, uh, Sherry, with the question on when do you feel most loved, and you said it was when he put his own pain aside to show love to you. And, you know, you think about that's what Christ did for us, too, in a sense. When you think about it, he set aside who he is, in a sense, and became one of us and went through the agony uh, as a gift to us. And uh, you talk about an example of love. We're talking today, when do you feel most loved? And we're not talking about the Mercedes that show up in the driveway. Now, you may feel love for a short time when that happens, right? But when your husband going through cancer comes out and helps you in his own pain, his own agony, and she says, I see it in his eyes, and comes out and helps me in the garden, you'd trade the Mercedes for that moment, right? Lord, I do pray for Sherry, for her husband. We know you're a God of healing. We know you're a God of restoration. And, of course, our heart's desire would be to see Sherry's husband touched and healed, of this cancer and released from the pain but I'm confident that Sherry and her husband have a higher calling to know that they want your will whatever that is for their life and we pray for that and thank you for Sherry sharing her story today and I I pray that you would comfort her give her peace help her with the fear that she wrestles with because we know that that's not ultimately from you give her confidence of your love and her husband's love through this process in christ's name
1: amen thank you so much you're
0: very welcome thank you sherry for your call
1: yep thanks hi my name is kathy i guess my comment on tender marriages that i've experienced is sharing that can come in many different forms i guess sharing a touch communicating that you understand what I'm trying to say. And it could be sharing a cup of tea, for that matter. Just sitting down and sharing and talking. And to me, that brings tenderness. Thank you again. Bye-bye.
0: It's the power of one thing, isn't it? little tenderness. In fact, I wrote a whole chapter in my book, star for Affection for Couples, on the power of people being starved, for tenderness and that touch, that word, that eye contact. Finding tenderness and that relationship in our marriage is so powerful. Maybe that's your one thing. Today we've been talking about when do you feel most loved in your marriage, the power of feeling loved in your marriage. And that's why we're here every day to help you discover what one thing you can do, hearing the stories of others sharing their one thing, asking questions, getting help from an intentional living perspective. And I thank you for your support. That's why we're able to do this And uh, coming up here at the end of January and into February, we're doing something very exciting just for our Intentional Living monthly members. we're Opening up all the archives of all of our teaching for the last uh, couple of years, two, three years. So you can on demand go to the teaching, not just monthly do you receive a new teaching. You're gonna receive ongoing teaching from me, new content being added, plus all of the current and past teachings available to you. And we'll be sending you a link So come and join us. If you're not a member, go to theintentionallife.com. Gotta run. We'll see you next time from Intentional Living.